Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, the movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning. This podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. There's magic in the air this evening, magic in the air. The world is at her best, you know, when people love and care. The promise of excitement is one the night will keep. After all, there's only one more sleep till Christmas. Uh, hey guys, what's happening, Nia hey. and Jay? How are you? Oh, I'm jolly. For Great. those for those who are not watching the video, I do want to point out the fact that Mia is eating an entire blueberry pie with a spoon as we talk. I Just love it. To be mean, I'm not think. saying that that uh, if anybody signs up for our Patreon, that I will buy them a blueberry pie and we can have a one-on-one together one day. But, but I am totally open saying. to doing that. <laughs> but it's, it's recorded now, and we're both going to hold you to it. So yeah, thanks, great. That's a poor man's copyright. I don't know if that applies <laughs> here, but oh, no, it's a poor man's. It's a poor man's promise. I give you that. That's right. He's blueberry pie. There you go. Uh, hey, so that actually kind of leads me to a question. First off, this is really our, how our set. How well, does that lead you here? <laughs> you'll see, and your mind's about to be blown. Uh, first off, this is the second episode in our uh, Christmas holiday cheer spectacular. Speaking of which, Jay, you were tasked last episode to figure out a fun name. Yes. Have you yet? Yes, I have. Okay. Please. Are you ready? Yes. No, but I am interested. <laughs> Chris, I'm making this up as I forgot about this until Perfect. right now. Chris, Chris, Chris Macular Tastic. Chris Macular Tastic? No, nope, no, nope. nope, nope, that's not going to be it. All right. <laughs> what, why can't it be a holiday At- Chris Macular? Oh, I do holiday. like that. I like Chris Macular. I don't know why Chris Macular sounds very festive, but I'm all about it. Chris Macular. I, okay. I, Holiday Chris Macular. I do like that. I wish there was a way that we could like, uh, like, combined like a celebrity couple name, like the main Christmas time holidays. So like, like solstice, winter solstice, and Kwan- Christmas, and Kwanzaa, Kwas- and Hanukkah, Kwans- like, a cri- like a like a Chris Mismica. Chris McQuanzana. Chris There's Chris Mahana Kwanzaa. That is Chris a thing. Kwanzaa? Yes. Chris Mahana Kwanzaa well, that, is a thing. That's been a thing since I've been little. And then Can we steal oh, that? Can that be our thing? <laughs> so but there's winter solstice too. I know. Why can't it be winter, winter, winter solstacular? Winter solstacular solst solstacular? It could be soltacular. It is it is soul tacular. Uh, it is. I like it. I like it. 
I feel like we're close. We're getting there. <laughs> we're like within the realm. Uh, we could just call it high five, miss. <laughs> that would be. You know sick. what? I like that. High five, miss. High, high five. five. High five. High five. Should we high five? High five! High five! High five! High five! High five, son! Woo! High five! Don't let me hang it. <gasps> a magical a high five, miss! A magical, magical high five, miss. A high five, miss, yes. I Welcome love that. back to the magical high five, miss. <laughs> this is what we need this year, guys. We need love, and we need cheer, and we need brevity. You know what I mean? Well, well, last week we talked all about the movies that make us feel good. And this week we're actually getting into the Christmas spirit. We're actually <laughs> starting our, our Christmas trifecta series. I was hoping um, you would tell me you would tell me that last week we talked about things that make us feel good. And this week we're actually getting into things that make us feel good. <laughs> kind of, <laughs> it's kind of what it sounded like you were setting it up. I was like, that's a, it's a weird that's, corner he's backing himself into. And you're like, and then well, next week, we're actually going to be doing things that make us feel good. <laughs> but only on our OnlyFans page. <laughs> and that makes everyone feel good. <laughs> that Thanks, makes, straight. I mean, except for my parents. For sure. <laughs> well, guys, last week, we, you know, we talked about the movies that make us feel good. So the trifecta is this now leading up to Christmas. So this first episode that we're doing is the Ghosts of Christmas Past. And so today we're doing the top 10, uh, or top five, Jesus, top five Christmas <laughs> movies from our childhood. You would have been right with any number other than 10. Like you could have been yeah. right if you're like, these are our top 15, because technically between the three of us, we will list 15 yeah. things. <laughs> yeah. But or you were like very close. Could be eight. I could have said eight, and maybe if we share a couple, there are eight numerically right. on the list. Right, so it almost would have worked. worked out. Yeah, but yeah. either way, either way, I said it, it was incorrect and stupid because the real way is it's the top five Christmas movies from our childhood. I love um, that. And then next, and then next week, we're doing the Ghost of Christmas Present uh, with the top five Christmases gone wrong movies. I love for, that. In honor of 2020. And yes. then, and then for the third and final chapter we're doing the the ghost of christmas future which is where we have a very special guest or maybe two that join us for the show to talk about all things Christmassy. oh i'm so excited and i hope it works out because otherwise it's gonna make this episode really weird uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh I'm excited to dive in. I am currently, nobody can see it, but I'm sitting in my office recording this and across from me, I have my little 20 inch tube television and I, I currently have childhood Christmas movies playing in the background. Uh, I am impressed. I thank am you. very impressed. I, I think that is just the, thank you. the uh, quintessential thing that you should have behind your desk. I think the, that's incredible. The quint? essential the quentin yes. the quentin central come on quentin, like i didn't the think quentin about essential. that uh <laughs> i have a really cool story to tell you guys that has to do with movies uh christmas movies of childhood um so as you both know uh Haley and i have a new addition to the family in the form of our tiny baby teddy um, and it, that's just for everybody listening that's a real 
baby, not like we just share a teddy bear. And because no. that would be weird. But you, all, you uh, also do do that, but his name are Ruffles. Right. But that's totally unrelated. Teddy's uh, a living human baby. So, in regards to uh, this episode, Haley and I were talking, and I was like, man, I really want to like raise Teddy on the Christmas specials that you and I grew up on. And there's a lot of really awesome like TV episodes from like Nickelodeon shows when I was a kid that obviously aren't going to be on this list, but things that I got like really jazzed about. And one of the things that I remember most, and I don't know if either one of you are going to know what I'm talking about, but do you, do either one of you remember a show on Nickelodeon called Wienerville with Mark oh. Wiener? And the yes. idea was it was basically the guy, the main guy of the show. It was his head on tiny puppet bodies. And that was like the whole concept of the show is like he, it was like a sketch show. Um, but they had one of the Christmas yes. specials that I remember. I just looked up pictures of this. Yes. You remember this, right? Yes, I did watch this. Cause it was like okay, his head through, it, it was his, like his head through a, a thing. And it would be like a little baby, body. little baby like, puppet body. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it was a lot of that. Now, I will say, for any of our listeners that are also Googling this, just be careful because you are Googling Wienerville. And so you Make may... sure you include Nickelodeon after it. Yeah, because you, you may be taken to some, some places you don't want to go. Uh, yeah. But anyway. Oh, good, that's my a good warning. God. So they had a... See, she just did the wrong Wienerville. <laughs> no. She's like, whoa, this show was huge. Um. Oh my God. So when, when I was a kid, one of the standout TV specials that I remember was a Wienerville did a Hanukkah special. Oh, and it was, it's super weird and it's super out there and it involves aliens and it has almost nothing to do with Hanukkah at all. But anyway, I got this idea and I was like, Haley, you know what I think I'm going to do? I'm going to make Teddy a VHS mixtape of all of my favorite holiday specials from when ah. I was a kid. Because when I work during the day and I have Teddy here, uh, he has a little rocker chair that I put him in and I let him hang out in front of the TV sometimes. And so I'm going to play this. I'm making this tape for him. So I am dubbing. I am probably That's the amazing. only person right now in existence that is dubbing things to a VHS tape as opposed to off of VHS tapes, because I want him to have that same experience that I had when I was a kid. I'm uh, sure there's a bump beautiful. in the night Christmas special that you can find to put on. Dude, there. I already did. Let me tell you what yes. I have on there. What? Yes. I have uh, the, the bump in the night or Mr. Bumpy right. Christmas special is That's on there. right. That's I have the right. The Wienerville Christmas special. I have a Hey Arnold Christmas special, a Rocco's Modern Life Christmas special. The Rocco's Modern Life one is good. I have a whole series of interstitial like claymation shorts that Nickelodeon did called Nickmas between like 2002 and 2005. Uh, I don't know if I remember. And even better, most of these already had not the original 90s commercials like toy commercials cut into them already. But for those that didn't, I have downloaded three hours worth of 90s toy commercials and I have cut them into the episode. So when I play it, it's essentially like he's transported back to like 1994 watching what I watched. And 
I love that, guys. So that is my ghost of Christmas past story. I feel like that couldn't be a more appropriate wow. tale to share with you guys today. No, that's – I guess magical is just going to be the word of the episode because yeah. that is exactly what that is. I am, I am excited for little Teddy to grow up. Holy crap. Me too. He's going to be a weirdo. <laughs> He's going to go to school and be like, guys, uh, I was watching a VHS in my dad's office. The kids are going to be like, what? And he's like, and I was watching Wienerville in my dad's office, and then CPA is going to get called. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And then they'll be like, sir, did you show your child a VHS? Yeah. And I'll be like, no, 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 it's fine. I made it myself. (laughs) And they'll be like, oh, my God, sir, you need to come with us. No, I'll be like, no, 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 he loves it. I taught him all about Hanukkah. It's great. (laughs) Oh, my God. Just keep so put your hands behind your head. <laughs> look, look. Ten years He's from got now, a dreidel. <laughs> I am I am going to uh count down ten years from now. If if that hasn't happened, I, like <laughs> not that I would be disappointed, I was but about I, to say, I, I was like, wait, wait, wait. This story. <laughs> you want me to go to jail? Follow no! up. Fast forward <laughs> ten years later. <laughs> you guys remember when High Five the podcast didn't have a weird child yeah. pedophile on their show? That was wild. And then things oh, just man. went really south for Q. Oh, um, no. <laughs> Next Wait. up on VH1 Behind the Pod. <laughs> <laughs> to catch a podcaster with Chris Hansen. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how VH1 still exists in the year like 2050, but they're doing Behind the Pod somehow. They, oh, definitely. 100%. Sure. Uh, yeah. So I've told you guys a story now about like uh, reminiscent childhood when you guys were putting this list together, what were the criteria for you to make a top five childhood Christmas movies list? Um, for me personally, it had to be something that had been continuously played. Like yeah. once it was released, continuously played on TV sure. by the time I was born. Yeah. And if that wasn't, a thing like if it wasn't so old to the point where it was able to do that then i limited it to the year 1990 which is the year i was born all the way up to uh to 2003 okay i was like i wanted my childhood not teens sure. i wanted yeah. 12 and under sure i like that yeah, i think I, that's solid criteria jay thank you I'm uh, I'm in the same boat actually. I'm very very similar to that, except I'm probably a bit more strict as I allowed it really only in the, in the around the years that I was born and alive. Sure. So, and I'm a bit older than Mia, but like so about eighty three, eighty four to ninety five. Okay. That's kind of my window. Is the movies that I would watch on a yearly basis throughout my childhood that sort of established Christmas for me. You know, yeah. those were the movies that I was thinking of. And it was, well, and one of the things I wanted to ask, and that this does segue into my question was, as I was putting this list together, one of the things I started to realize were Christmas movies hold an interesting place for me is that those were the movies, the first type of movies I ever had a traditional watching around. Mm. Like, I mean, nowadays we'll, I'll do like Halloween movies or I'll, you know, we'll do our version of the Halloween movies all October, we'll watch certain movies on Thanksgiving or whatever it may be. Sure. But growing up, it was like, oh, well, you watch It's a Wonderful Life every Christmas. That's just what you do. 
and movie watching was part of the tradition. Sure. And that was really the only holiday that I associated with that. And I started to realize that as I was putting this list together, because there were a ton. Like there were a ton of movies. That I'm like, well, I remember this movie and I remember this movie. And we watched this at Christmas and we watched this at Christmas. It was just it was a list. That's wild. That's a cool, like, I like, I like that your family had that tradition. Yeah. I think that's a fun, I think that's yeah. a very fun thing. We were never like big on watching like specific holiday movies together, I guess. I think oh, my, really? my list came more from, uh, so I too was kind of limited from between 85 roughly to 94. 96 maybe um and i kept it to really just movies that i would watch on repeat as a kid movies that like you know i'm i'm a christmaholic if you will and so uh mid-year sometimes i will get a hanker in to watch a christmas movie and you all of the movies on my list are movies that i would pull out at any given time even if it's not Christmas, yeah. even if I'm trying to celebrate Christmas in July, they're the movies that I like instantly transport me back to childhood. Um, yeah. So, same. so, so yeah, so that's how I kind of stuck with it. I can tell you this. Um, some of the movies that are at least one of the movies on here is, I think, I think, and I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was, originally a televised broadcast of a movie and not actually like a theatrically released movie Mm -hmm. i think i mean i think given the movie that's fine like there are a handful of these and i didn't go all the way back to like it's a wonderful life so i will i'll make that claim right now Mm -hmm. but like it's a wonderful life i would kind of say is that's not really a christmas movie it's not kind of supposed to be, but it, it that's is so funny. Now. I had that same conversation with Haley too. I was like, Man, yeah. w- would you consider it is It's a Wonderful Life? And she was like, It's really not like a it's Christmas not. movie. I have a funny I have a I have a factoid about that if you guys know it or want to hear it. Of course we do. Any okay. So it's not a Christmas movie. It never was intended to be a Christmas movie. It was not written to be a Christmas movie. The last bit of it takes place at Christmas as a framing device. Sure. But what ended up happening was the movie itself was such a flop that nobody laid any claim to copyright laws to it. So it was free to play for networks and networks needed airtime during Christmas in the 40s in the 50s and 60s because they didn't have anything to play there were no new television shows everybody sure. was on break for christmas so they just started playing on repeat the movies they could get for free which mm. one of them was it's a wonderful life so literally uh. every network a wonderful life on repeat around christmas until it just became a tradition clever clever and actually kind of poignant considering the story of its wonderful yeah. life involves a lot of like charity and people trying to like yep. uh yeah so- like the movie was a huge failure when it came out like people hated it apparently um and like no one saw it or something i forget all the specifics i'm sure the internet will correct me but it was it was just this weird thing of the networks like well no one's watching here it's free <laughs> you can have this one this one's on us you get this and the birthday song 
<laughs> All right, that. And the birthday song. That's hilarious. Just always, uh, I've always thought that was interesting. But yeah, That's it's hilarious. not on my list, but that to me is one that now is is related to Christmas and sure. I would say is a good Christmas movie. Um, I, I would you agree. Could, you could argue the themes are there. Well, mm. what's weird um, is now it's like synonymous with Christmas. Yeah, like, exactly. So that's, that is such an interesting fact, man. Things are really shaped by necessity. You know what I mean? <laughs> like well, I mean, things but, just but, like but happen. Exactly. Oh, so much. And, and well, I mean, think about it. that movie. The first like five, 10 minutes take place at Christmas and the last, 10 minutes sure at christmas sure the rest is <laughs> just a just days in the life of george bailey yeah and, and yes, then it's, days it's in the in benjamin, the non-life of george bailey. benjamin button at that point for isn't sure isn't it a long movie uh yes. yeah okay yeah is, i think it it's over two movie. hours which is really i mean you got gone with the wind which is really really which is you know considerably longer but yeah it's a wonderful life our member is pretty long i will i will say uh Haley and I have been already watching like Christmas movies and we're trying to, we're trying to burn more obscure ones uh, since we're starting so early this year. That way we get to save like our faves for closer to actually Christmas. So right now we're just so we kind of like, Halloween. <laughs> right now we're like, Ooh, the Christmas calendar on Netflix. Sure. We'll try Heck that. Yeah. Uh, so I came across a movie and it, it reminds me of the uh, It's a Wonderful Life. There's a movie that popped up in suggestions called Pottersville. And my immediate thought was, wait a minute. That was Michael Shannon? Yes. <laughs> and Did you watch it? Uh, I tried. I watched like the first 30 minutes and it's maybe one of the worst movies I've ever ever seen like inexplicably With a crazy cast Dude, though it's got judy greer christina Hendricks, ron perlman michael shannon like like a nuts cast but a terrible movie like it makes no sense how bad none whatsoever I, I think I'll attempt to watch it just just please. to see what you guys are talking about. Oh, please, Ian, Ian please McShane. Do. Ian McShane is in it. What What's the movie again? It's called Pottersville. All right, all right, all right. Enough of that. We've already given that way too much time. I think it's time that we dive deep into our childhoods with a Ghost of Christmas Past list. This is where we make a list. The list. Three, two. List. All right. I'm so excited to get on this. I'm excited to have like weird little ghosts visit us. The chime has hit midnight and the first ghost has appeared. And it's it's weird little like floaty versions of ourselves. I don't know why in every iteration of a Christmas carol, it's always like a weird floaty version of like you Christmas <laughs> hello sometimes if i'm accurate to the book i am represented as a flame but very rarely <laughs> yeah most oh my God. i'm also carol kane sometimes <laughs> that's the worst one but the best one yeah i agree totally you also get them down the stairs <laughs> exactly one of my favorites is uh is from uh muppet christmas carol and it's like a weird like floaty like watery baby, baby puppet thing. yeah uh it's one of my faves 
So sp- speaking of speaking of faves, uh, Mia. Yes. As always, yes. I would love if you would grace us with your number five childhood Christmas film. Mama. My number five is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Nice. Heck yeah, yeah. good one. <laughs> I heard, I think I, I knew it. about that kid. He, uh, a lot of kids made fun of him. He had a hard time, made friends with a dentist. He, I was going to say he knew a dentist. He did. He did know a dentist. He did. Uh, that, what, what makes that I'm going to agree with you. you. This is, it's a good one. Thank you. Um, I don't have any major memories of sure. this one. Uh, it's more that it's such a classic and that I've seen it throughout my life. Sure. It felt like an injustice to not have it on my list. Yeah, yeah. I will agree with that. So that that's yeah. more of where it is. It's cute to boot. I, I, it is something that... I mean, and, and you can't... Uh, and Q, you and I have talked about this before, but there's just something about claymation that feels Christmassy. Even oh if God, it's not yes. a Christmas movie, if it's like James and the Giant Peach, it's kind of like, man, holly jolly James and the Giant Peach. <laughs> oh, my Jesus God. Jesus Christ, you guys are Christmassy. It immediately, uh, it immediately evokes Christmas. Uh, yeah. I watched the other day, uh, showed Haley for the first time, Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas episode from I was just about Community. to mention that episode. Yeah. It's, just, uh, it's immediately wow. like, like Claymation, which you know I'm a huge fan of in general, is like synonymous now with the holidays and i love that like i super love yeah. that and rankin bass the guys that put together uh all you know most of the claymation specials through like the 60s and 70s um were awesome but let us not forget that they also had a bunch of like weird ones as well mm. like they they Monst- put out monster mash can i can i can sing some praises for monster Mash? oh definitely i, I know i know that's a fave of yours for show uh, <laughs> but they also put out some like less successful ones like lester the not long-eared donkey nestor the long-eared donkey I remember that one. Uh, oh they goodness. also put out i, I think it's called the the leprechaun's gold or leprechaun day but it's essentially like a a uh a irish like non-christmas oh, i dude it's crazy they're all like it's like they got success with the christmas ones and they're like we could do it for every single holiday it doesn't even matter oh no it's almost like flag day and they're like yeah you got it arbor day it's just a claymation tree and it just stands there that's that moment uh in jurassic park where he asked a question or like this, he makes a statement. You yes. got so caught up in whether or not you <laughs> good, could, good. you didn't think about whether or not you should. Yes, and the answer is they should because I love watching how stupid they yeah. are. One one hundred percent. I love that. I love it. That choice. Uh, that is a that's a great way to kick off your list. Jay, what do you got to compete with uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? So I can't compete in the era of classics with that one. Mine sure. was it's this one was more along the lines of I feel it would be a travesty for me personally if it wasn't on my list. Sure. I watched it every year. I love these movies. I love the character in these movies. Ooh. And my number five is Ernest Saves Christmas. Nice. Nice. It came out around like 88, 89, somewhere in there. Like I was around yep. five or six. Right yep. at the perfect age for earnest humor. Yep. And yeah. the reindeer on the ceiling walking around and him. It's, there was something about that movie that 
I would watch it every year. And it, and even as dumb as it is, and, and it is, it is so dumb. It is not a good movie. There is something <laughs> when that Santa Claus is, is like, and please and thank you. And, and he's doing like all the manner stuff with the kids that it's so wholesome. And it feels so Christmassy as well as so stupid. So stupid. So, I, so great. I 100% agree. Um, that is one of my favorite. I, I will unabashedly admit I am a huge Ernest fan. I have all yep, of the Ernest same. movies on DVD. I have the television series that he had. Hey, hey, Vern, it's me, Ernest, on DVD. I don't have those, but I watched them. Uh, I I love it, and I'm from Tennessee originally. Jay, you are too. So yep. is Jim Varney, and so are is the character of Ernest. This is a very like Southern thing. Mia, did you have any exposure to any Ernest isms growing up at all? Uh, I, I did. I absolutely remember his face and his facial expressions. That's what I remember the most was his expressions. It's like Jim Carrey before Jim Carrey. He, yes. yes. It, just a very loud face, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, totally. And oh, then yeah. um, <laughs> it's the spooky one, the Halloween. Oh, Scared Ernest. Stupid. Oh, um, Ernest yeah, Scared that's, Stupid. That's the one. Yeah. That one. That one, in my opinion opinion was the last one worth watching oh i agree then you had like ernest goes to africa then you had ernest like rides again when yep. he got stuck on a cannon yep yep ernest joins the army uh just, oh wow the the best no. ones without a doubt are ernest goes to jail ernest goes camp. to camp ernest saves christmas and ernest scares stupid yep those that's the that's the four. Those are the four you want to watch. And so my number five is Ernest Saves Christmas. There is just I love that it man. checks all the boxes for me. It was one that I watched on repeat. And I'm not gonna say it's one of the best ever, but it's it's gotta be on my list. Gotta I, be. I one hundred percent love that. Uh so my number five uh is a movie. The reason it's kind of low on my list is because it is a movie that came in later in my life. Not like way later, but like in right. the, the latter part of my childhood. Um, but it was one that introduced me to a concept, which I have expressed to you guys multiple times. My number five is the Santa Claus. And nice. the concept yes. that it gave me as I was watching this movie was, wait a minute. So you're saying there's a chance I could become Santa Claus? <gasps> which is one of your dreams. It is. I was like, sorry, here's my I, mic. <laughs> I was like, I can... All I have to do is push Santa off of a roof and I I'll can be Santa. Murder, Dude. Santa. And the whole time in that movie, uh, Tim Allen, Scott Calvin is like fighting the fact that he's Santa. And I'm like, no, 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 just embrace it, dude. Like want that. That's an awesome <laughs> no, life you're living. Dude, this is a great thing that happened. This is a really great business opportunity for you. There's <laughs> so like, much upward mobility. <laughs> Uh, so I loved that movie. It was one that became like an instant staple, like in mm -hmm. my holiday viewing. I will watch it this year. I have watched yep. it every year since it came out. I love it. I think it's such a funny and heartwarming story. You have, once again, I love movies with like solid or, or weird uh, father-son relationships mm -hmm. that starts off strained and then it just becomes this like really sweet note yeah. of you know his his absentee dad is going to be absentee but he's santa so it's a more like valid reason yeah. for continuing to be an absentee father i guess um 
it's a it's just a really good movie plus you have a great performance from judge reinhold in this movie as like which kind of like man yeah dweeby stepdad uh to scott's kid uh wiener whistle (laughs) a wiener whistle who judge reinhold no hold up yeah yes yeah he's the uh he's the stepdad and with it wears all the sweaters. Yeah. That's he's the like a psychiatrist. Yeah, I was about to say he's like a therapist. And he keeps trying to like uh like work through Scott's issues with him. Oh, he's Neil. Yeah. Yes. Neil. Oh my god, that face. Okay. All right. I'm here. I'm with it. Yeah, I'm Judge with Reinhold. it. That's his actual uh, name. I but it's a, I it's an awesome movie. Yeah. And one of my favorite parts in that entire movie is that scene where you were talking where he like starts pulling out all the presents for like his ex-wife and him, like all of the things that they wanted as a child. And legitimately, that is my goal. If I could figure out some sort of magic trick to be able to do that for like you guys and just be like, Mia, I believe when you were seven years Uh, old, you wanted this and you never received it for Christmas. And Joey, when you were six years old and all the other children had this thing and you wanted it, well, here it is. Like, that is the ultimate, that, like, (laughs) satisfies my, like, gift giver's heart. I could also see it turning evil with people you didn't like and being like, and Craig, I believe when you were eight, your father who left you the next year gifted you this baseball bat that you left and I'm going to burn it. <laughs> yes. And I'm going to play with it in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, Craig. <laughs> it's always a Craig. It is always Craig. Craig's a real son of a bitch, you know? Bad. Fact. Um, I, I think we're off to a strong start, Mia. Yeah. Yeah. Hit us up with your number four. number four. My number four is the only movie from 2003, which would be when I was 13 years old. Okay. Only because I have watched this so many times. It also felt unfair to not put it on my list. All right. And that movie is Elf. Okay, good movie. Oh, sure. Solid. (laughs) Solid film. You're such a cotton-headed ninny-muggins, Mia. Yes! (laughs) You are. And I'll tell you, Mia, had my timeline of movies not stopped in like 1994, uh-huh. Elf would have been. Elf is a classic, in my opinion. It has sort of oh, definitely. become that. I saw a funny meme the other day that was like, John Favreau wanted to do a Christmas movie, and he made Elf. John Favreau wanted to do a superhero movie, and he gave us the MCU. And John Favreau wanted to do a Star Wars movie and made The Mandalorian. It's just like these one-to-one parallels. I'm like, good Lord, that guy makes some good things. He really does. <laughs> I will say uh, that's one of my faves. And that actually has a cameo from the kid who played Ralphie in mm-hmm. A Christmas, Christmas Story. Story. Uh, as, 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 does, as does Iron Man. It does. That kid... Uh, I think he's like a writer or producer or something. They're like buddies. Yep. He produced um, Swingers for. Oh, did he? I didn't realize that. Yeah. Nice. He's the guy. He was like one of the executive producers on that movie. So they've known each other like earlier in their For a while. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Elf Elf is awesome. That's one of those like, it's hard not to feel good watching Elf. Truly. Uh, I hosted a, a movie party for the Alamo Draft House 
uh, for a screening of Elf. And the movie parties would sometimes play a game before the movie. And the game that we had to play was uh, it was an eating contest of a bowl of spaghetti drenched in maple syrup. Oh, I remember this. Uh, I remember you doing this. It was wild. People would chow down on some spaghetti. I thought some kids were going to vomit. And then after you're done with the spaghetti, you have to chug like a little one of those mini bottles of Coca-Cola, like just as fast as you can. Uh, it was really, it was a lot of fun. Uh, but yes, that's a, that's a movie that I love that is near and dear to my heart. So, so I got to ask Mia, everybody yeah. seems to have one. What's your favorite either scene or quotable from that movie? Do you have a favorite? Oh, God. <laughs> I'll tell I'll tell you yes, mine. Tell, tell me the yours. Thing, the thing that, for for no reason whatsoever, but the thing that I quote the most from that movie is, "Bye, buddy. I hope you find your dad." <laughs> and I, I don't know why would that. I don't know why the claymation narwhal. Thanks, Mister Narwhal. I, I will say that, but bye, buddy. I hope you find your dad. So much. You say it so perfectly. You do. Thank you. I, I like I, it. I, I, it's, yeah, I practiced. I also used to, around the holidays, when I worked at a, a certain electronic store, I would answer the phone, Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? Uh, so many times. <laughs> oh, I know what it is that I do. Francisco. 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 Fun to say. Francisco. <laughs> That's fun to I actually say. was doing that the other day, but it was with Friends. it was with the whole other word. It's just yeah. the way he does it. Yeah, I try sure. to implement that in like fun words. So yeah. Santa, I know him. Did you guys see the uh a couple years back they made oh, a claymation so musical version yes. of Elf and it also is very good. What? Uh, okay. Yes. And so it's many Jim, uh, Jim Parsons plays Buddy the Elf. It's uh, it's worth and it's out. it's very good, very very fun. Okay, I don't all think right. I ever watched it like from beginning to end, but I saw a bunch of clips. I've seen all of it in clips. Sure, at some point, it's in it's in my uh, rotation now around the holidays. I I very much enjoy it. So Jay, what so, do you got for a number four? All right, so my number four is one that came to me later in life, and was is honestly more of an adult movie, but I just. I got obsessed with it when I was a kid. Sure. Um, and, but it's not, it, again, it came on later in childhood, so it couldn't be higher in the list than four. Mm. Sure. My number four is Scrooged. Oh, nice. Oh. Scrooged to me holds not only a position of like it's Bill Murray, which is amazing, but Scrooged was one of the first movies that I remember watching and seeing, wait a minute. They took a classic story and redid it, but still made it like work. And it was one of the first, like, I guess, adaptations in that sense that I really paid attention to. Like, oh my goodness, well, they adapted that. Not like an Othello to Othello type of adaptation, sure. but like, I don't know. There was something about Scrooge that was so recognizable and so foreign and adult and i knew there were jokes that i weren't getting but i loved everything that i was getting i don't know there's that movie i watched it every year i will say it was one that popped into my head uh for this list but i ended up eliminating it because of how not a 
child's movie it is. <sighs> I know. I know. I struggled like, with like that. Like, it has boobs at one point in it. Um, I always watched it on TV. I never saw that. I never saw the boobies. So yeah. I've never seen Scrooged. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> Mia. Oh, Mia. I have a list. Like I'm making, I'm making. I got all sorts of notes. Oh no, no, but that that one, that one's worth it for for this Christmas season. Make that our gift, your gift to me and Q. Watch, watch Scrooge, and then report back. Got it. Oh, should I do the live tweeting? Yes, Yes. please tell people, and you can do it. Do it from our. Do it from the high five. five. Yep. Okay. Just say, hey, this is Mia. I'm watching. Uh, Scrooge, and we're going to live tweet my experience. Watch Love along it. with me. Um, we'll announce it on social when she's going to do it. That's great. Yes. Great. I love that. Uh, so my number four is kind of back into the kid realm again. Uh, this one was a television special, but has since kind of Ooh, made rotations okay. into uh, the DVD format, and it's something I watch all the time. Uh, and my number four is Will Vinton's Claymation Christmas. Um, You've talked to me about this one in the past. I yeah. was wondering. If you, it's yeah. I, I had it. I used to rent it uh, from the vi- video store down the street when I was a little kid. My dad used to rent it for me, and I'd watch it all the time. Like, Christmas be damned. It didn't matter what time of the year. <laughs> I was watching the Claymation Christmas special at any given moment in my childhood. And that's why it made my list. Um, it was lower on my list because of, you know, even one, I may have another television special on my list, but this one is, is like not a movie. It's just like a series of Christmas yeah. sketches. Okay. Um, so it's almost, I don't know, the, the most non-qualified movie to be on my list, but it held such a huge like place in my childhood it's a, it's a collection that you yeah. watch definitely like a collection of shorts but the, yeah. yeah but the idea was and me i also highly recommend and jay if you haven't seen this i also highly recommend both of you watch this uh i don't know if i have and anybody who's listening check it out will vinton's claymation christmas the idea is it's bookended by these two dinosaurs a t-rex and a triceratops that are hosting like a christmas special and I, I have I've seen that. Yes, I know I've seen. And they that. sing Christmas carols, and like the California Raisins are in it at one point. Uh, oh singing Rudolph. You know what? I think that's the one that I saw. Is there an intro of those two dinosaurs before the yes. California Raisins? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've seen that little segment on like ABC or tnt yeah, or it something. like it cuts back to the two dinosaurs like after each clip they they're kind of like your mcs for the okay for the evening i've um, seen that bit it's before. so it's so good it's so good and each each bit is based around another like christmas carol or christmas song um Love and it. it's it's really really awesome um and it has some really gorgeous claymation animation like some really well done like will vinton in his prime kind of stuff so high high recommend that's awesome. so that's that's why it earned its number four spot Oof. on my list all right so mia all right, rounding up to the threes back back again mia Claus right. is coming to town Woo. all right my number three is the jim carrey version of how the grinch stole christmas the, the Gr- Gr- grinch nice 
I nice. I think you and Q will share a love of that movie. I am on the outs with it. You're not about it. I. You know what? I don't hate it, but I. I can't. I can't support it. What? That's it. I'm not going. Just, it's one of the best scenes. Oh no. Okay. Now. 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 Hey. I'm not going to say there aren't good elements to it and good things okay. about it, but it's okay. just, I think it's too much. It's, it doesn't justify being an hour and 45 minutes long, in my opinion. I would have much Ooh, preferred man. it as like a 30-minute television special. I'm gonna hard. I'm gonna hard disagree. I think, and and that's fine. And that's I think it's fine. a really well I'm... put together story. And they they I feel like they fleshed out some Grinch parts of him being kind of like a made fun of kid that I really enjoyed. Baby Grinch is maybe one of the most adorable things to oh happen God. before Baby Groot oh and Baby God. Yoda. Yes, I know, but that so, the green okay. babies, the trifecta. Well, uh, exactly. I I I. Uh, let me, that actually is one of my problems with the movie. You didn't like Baby Grinch? Not I didn't have a problem with Baby Grinch. I didn't I didn't like Baby Grinch as like how they made him, but the concept of the Grinch of this entire town is scared to death of this demon that lives up in the hills does not match the fact of it's a kid that we made fun of when he was little and he's lived in the hills by himself for the last 15 years. All right, hold on. My counterpoint to that, have you ever heard of like school shootings before? People are scared yes. of those kids and they were also children with them in school. I think that was a allegory on like bullying pushing you to a point where like they're scared of the retribution that he is going to rain down upon them that is not how that movie portrays <laughs> you can say that you're I, fine to i say can't that. i that just really i took I, I took it there just because i thought it would be a fun and weird place to take it um, i mean and the thing is you there's an argument for it probably but if that is not in that movie. No. Now, let me let me say this. You're also trying As to apply real-world logic to a Dr. To a story. Ex exactly. And I, I understand that. And that's why I said <laughs> I, I'm not going to take anything away from it because I will compliment it. I think for human physical making it look like a cartoon, Ron Howard did very, very good. And I think as far as the Grinch goes, Jim Carrey is probably the only person who could have done it. Sure. I just, I'm just not there for the whole hour and 45 minutes. I would have loved it as a 35 minute TV special. That's the, Man. but again, Shots again, fired. that's me. That's me. That's just me. I'm not saying you guys can't like it. Love it. Love the movie. No, it turns Emma out. Lo Emma hates loves it. I've seen this. I've seen this a ton. I've seen it a ton. And maybe that's my problem. It's a problem. Probably if you watch it 17 times in one week. You notice Probably. a lot of things wrong. With I, it. I will say this: this episode, we're learning some interesting things. That like Jay hates Christmas, Mia. I had no idea that he was <laughs> such that he was such a Grinch. But you know what? turns maybe, out, maybe I wouldn't. Maybe I wouldn't hate Christmas if it wasn't always hiding from me. Where are you, Christmas? Why can't I find you? <laughs> Stop hiding, Christmas. Yeah, what are you doing, Christmas? We're not playing a game of hide-and-go-seek. You're a holiday. Get out here. You're supposed to come at the same time every year. You're supposed to be predictable. 
But anyway, that was me being an old budger. Mia, okay. please tell us why you why you love it, and and it's justified being up there. Because Q, I know that you like it as well, so I'm outnumbered on this. I just wanted to say my piece before before everybody <laughs> else makes That's... makes it jolly again. Um, uh, so. Uh, my daughter and I used to watch it every year. It was oh, okay. one of her. See now, I feel like an ass. Movies. No, no, don't. No, you're allowed your opinion. My daughter, okay. my daughter, me and my daughter watch it as well. By the way. Oh, okay, good, good. Um, so, so it's it's got a little extra special meaning for me. Um, sure. But even even outside of that, it's just so good. I just love watching Jim Carrey do his thing. Yeah, I will say that uh, Jim Carrey is is in his element. I'll when he's that. reading off his to-do list, one of my favorite things is when he says, six o'clock dinner with me, I can't I cancel can't. that again. <laughs> it's good shit. And then it's also funny. on his list, he has like stare into the abyss. Uh, <laughs> the self- you're an idiot thing too. <laughs> you're an idiot. You're an, you're an idiot. <laughs> I'm an idiot. You're an idiot. Yes. Uh, Again, I'm not going to say there aren't there aren't things that make me smile or make me laugh. Let me ask though, mm. where do you guys stand on that one versus the newer animation, like the Benedict Cumberbatch? One? Oh, I'm Jim Carrey all the way. Jim Carrey all the way, Mia. Yep. Same, but I haven't seen the new one. It's fine. Uh, I actually, think, that was one of the I ones think that the we just ones- watched. I think the new one is a little better, but that's again me. Really. But I, I, mm. <sighs> I think that I think that one works as a cohesive story better. It may, I may not. It's not. It's not as slapsticky. I don't you think also it's have funny. childhood Grinch in that too. You do have childhood Grinch in that. Um, Except this time I he's like, an orphan. Spoiler alert, Mia. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I think but, maybe they but took. See, but that. But in that one, no one's afraid of him. Like right. no one knows who he is. Like that one actually, like I said, that one actually works as a cohesive story. And that's why I think I like it better. And it starts off with the carolers chasing him. And that's hilarious. It is pretty hilarious. It is pretty hilarious. Man. All right. Well, you've heard Mia's number three. Jay, yep. what do you got to, to show All up? Right. The, the Jim Carrey Grinch. My number three is is one that not only did I watch growing up, it came out like right in the prime of watching Christmas movies, but it's one that we watch now that Emma loves and we talk about specifically. And my number three is Home Alone. Oh, nice. Home Alone is a classic Christmas movie. It is, it's funny, it's heartwarming. It's kind of everything you want out of a Christmas movie. Um, it, but like I said, it was one that we watched. Uh, oh, let me see, do I have a little, yeah. Let me get, uh, Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, it was one that is one that we watched growing up. I mean, Macaulay Culkin is iconic. Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern as the criminals are so it's so great. Everything about it just worked for me. And it launched Chris Columbus's career, which he gave us a lot of good stuff like Harry Potter later. So, you know, I, I just Home Alone is, is a quintessential Christmas movie for me. Number three with a bullet. I, I like that. Or a paint can. <laughs> Or he has a paint can. Number three with a paint can <laughs> or a blowtorch. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like that, man. Uh, I will say Home Alone is not on my list. Uh, it just, it, it was a quintessential movie growing up for me, but I don't know. The, the ones that made it to my list were just ones that I watched more. But I will say oh, yeah. that I almost like, I know it's, this is going to sound stupid, but 
I almost forget sometimes that Home Alone is Christmas because for me, it's just much more of like a kid versus burglar. Yes. Like home invasion kind of movie. Um, Home invasion. Yes. And I will say if neither one of you have watched um, better watch out, I highly recommend I have, I know, but I will say, Mia, you may not want to watch Better Watch Out. It is a hard R <laughs> version of Home Alone. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, cool. But it's got some like it's got some wicked twists in it. It does so. have some really awesome twists, and that also has made it into a yearly rotation at my house, Christmas movie wise. It's pretty good. So same. It's pretty good. Um. That's good, man. Well, my number three is something that you guys are already familiar with, especially you, Jay, because my number three is Ernest Saves Christmas. Yes. Wow. Yeah, made it up higher on my list because, man, the Ernest movies, like, really shaped my childhood. Like, I loved them. Um, The Ernest character is super endearing to me, and – I, you know, there were filming locations all over like our sit, our home city, like, you know, Montgomery bell state park is where they filmed Ernest goes to camp and And they they, have like uh, Ernest days every year. Uh, I went to a school for like um, an extracurricular program, like a gifted program at uh, I think it was called James Robertson Academy and that is where they filmed all the school scenes from Ernest Scares Stupid. So, like, uh, awesome. Ernest That's was, so like, cool. all around me, like, growing up. And so it had to be on my list. Yeah. Um, Ernest, Ernest Saves Christmas is a, like you said, it's not that it's an amazing movie, but it is, <laughs> it is a really funny and it's really just kind of heartwarming and... Yeah, it's, it's just best. earnest. It's stupid earnest. It's, and this is going to sound dumb, but I'm going to get sentimental about Ernest for a second. And this okay. movie in particular is Ernest Saves Christmas is the perfect embodiment of what the Ernest character is. And it's Ernest. Like his name is what he is. He's Ernest. He just wants to be good. And putting that in a Christmas setting, it it's everything that that character needs. Like all the ones that Q mentioned goes to camp goes to goes to jail scared stupid are all great and they show how versatile jim varney is and how many characters and silly things he can do and the concept of how rubbery that character is but putting it in christmas i don't know it just is what that character needs to be the wholesomeness of it i don't know i i totally agree with that i totally agree with that um mia you are now tasked not only with watching ernest saves christmas but I want you to watch all of the Ernest movies. They're so yeah. stupid and fun, but not all, all like just the four that we had listed earlier. Camp, yeah. jail, <laughs> Christmas, Halloween. Scared stupid. Yeah. Good, good, good quality viewing. It's good, wholesome viewing for you. Uh, They're all like PG, so they are wholesome. They, they really are. And all directed by the same guy. Did you know that? John R. Cherry III directed every single Ernest movie. John He also R- directed... Cherry, the thing. Cherry, did he also direct that weird uh, space one that Jim Varney did? Yeah, like okay. every e- anything that had anything to do with Ernest, he he co-created the Ernest character. 
Well, no, no, I'm, this isn't Ernest at all. There's like a weird space movie that they did that has nothing to do with Ernest. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Oh, man, what is that? I'm going to find that now. Hmm. Well, while you're finding it, that, let's take a commercial break. Yes. We're going to hear from some holiday sp- 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 sponsors, and then we will be right back with the top two and one of our lists. Where stories are repeated and studios are ready to take your money. Come watch a movie starring Tom Cruise and Megan Fox and Explosions. Also starring Will Smith, based off of a popular 80s television show that was then remade into a popular 90s television show that two years ago was rebooted into a movie trilogy featuring the same guy that played Anakin Skywalker, but now featuring Will Smith. And go to the movie and see explosions and boobs and other things that you like, we promise. We purchased Hasbro, and now it features Transformers and Monopoly. (laughs) Taking place in the Marvel and Nickelodeon and Disney and DC universes combined. What about My Little Pony? Do you also like that? Good, because that's in this movie too. <laughs> Cash Grab, the movie. Featuring everything we could possibly think to make you buy it. Directed by Michael Bay. Coming in 2016. And we're back. And Jay for those who are listening to the podcast and not visually seeing the podcast looks like he is still trying to find the information that he is I am for. trying to find this. Oh, what is this? Are you going to say spaced invaders? No, it's not that. Okay. It's I, that's exactly what I was going to say. I was like, cause it's not that. Come on, man. We're the high five detective agency, Jay. We're supposed to like just know these who's things. A, who's a uh, direct? Who's the director? John that's R. What, Cherry, the third. I think it is. Maybe not. If Dr. you're having a hard time finding it, Doctor Otto and the Riddle of the Gloom Beam. I think is what I'm looking for. That's an Ernest character. Is it? Yeah. Doctor Otto was on the Ernest series, the Hey Vern, It's Me Ernest TV series. There was a recurring uh, character. Uh, and I believe it's played by Jim Varney. It is, but the whole movie. Oh, I didn't think. It's like a. Sh- I, I don't think it's a whole movie though. I think it's like a short. I think it. I think you're right. I don't know where. I don't know why I kept thinking of this, but it is uh, John John Archery did direct it. No, it's an hour and a half long. Is it Doctor okay. Otto and the Riddle of the Gloom Beam is about Doctor is that character is like a movie of that character. Jim Varney okay. had a shit ton of characters, sure. and uh, yeah, I, I guess that was the movie they made about him about Doctor Otto. I don't know. Yeah, that it is super weird. It's maybe I have the seen first one. It's so there's only one thing that he did that um, John R. Cherry directed before he directed Doctor Otto, and then there's all of the uh, Ernest movies. Yeah, the the very first one is know what I mean? Hey Vern, it's my family album, and it's a video. Yeah, and that's just yeah. a collect. That's just a collection of like sketches of Jim Varney doing characters. 
What's yeah, funny Doc is Otto they did before the, the I guess before the Ernest character took off in cinematic fame. So John R. Cherry worked for or was co-owner of an advertising agency in Tennessee. I think it was called Cherry and Associates. And nice. he created with Jim Varney the Ernest character as an advertising gimmick for funny. I believe it was Purity Dairy. Um, oh funny and he started nashville yeah he started out as just a pitch man and got so popular from the commercials that that's what led to tv series and movies isn't that crazy you no know, that's basically the exact same story as larry the cable guy that feels about right except i'm gonna be honest Ernest is way better than larry the cable guy <laughs> i'm gonna also be honest Ernest is way better than larry the cable guy <laughs> larry the cable guy i think gam's name guy's name is Sam Whiteson or something like that. I forget the guy's real name, but he would call into radio shows as different characters. Oh. And it would be like, you know, he would call into the Bob and Tom show or he'd call into whatever the one in California, like Mad Cow as different characters. And then he started becoming like recurring bits. And the character that kept becoming the recurring bit was Larry, the cable guy. And of course, you know, the guy doing it was a stand up on the side. So then sure. he started doing stand-up as Larry the Cable Guy, and it just took off. Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. Now, something else I do not know but very badly want to know is what Mia's number two childhood Christmas movie is. My number two childhood Christmas movie is The Santa Claus. Yeah! That, one's, that one's really good, guys. It really is. It's one of the... First Christmas movies I ever remember watching. Nice. It was uh, one of the times where I, it was one of the only times where when I watched a movie, I had a similar reaction to UQ, where I was like, oh my God, it's a regular person who could turn into Santa Claus. Right? <laughs> oh my God. And all you have to do, I didn't think about that part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I was just caught up in the fact that any, you know, all you have to do is have, be lucky enough for him to die in front of me. This opens up so many <laughs> job possibilities. Oh, man. The mailman died in front of me last week. Does that mean Now I'm, I'm the mailman. The mailman. <laughs> I shot I the, the Easter Santa Bunny, Claus. and now I'm him. There you go. Something uh, like that. That's awesome. Uh, do you have any favorite parts from that movie? Um... Yes, when he's growing, when he's growing into Santa Claus, sure. like watching the beard come into place yeah. and the hair turn. I'll never forget. It was the first time I'd ever seen a transition like that. Um, sure. Are you talking about and, like, like in the like the mirror scene where he's like yeah. shaving his face and then he looks up and all of a sudden it just like grows back in again? Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I love, love that. that. Or like when he goes when he goes to work and he's like wearing his like oh weirdest thing. All my all my laundry destroyed or whatever he's wearing. <laughs> he's wearing a sweatsuit. Yeah, uh, I will say this about uh, about the Santa Claus. It's not on my list, but it was one of the first ones I thought of because it's just sort of like '90s Christmas movie. You know, yes, it sort definitely. of is with that. But I will say, as a pretty, I'm rough on Tim Allen as far as Tim Allen movies go. Outside of like Toy Story, sure. Santa Claus is he is great in it. Yeah, he, he really is. Just fantastic in that movie. And, and, and it may be the best acting he's ever done. 
I would agree. I would agree Same. with that. Same. Uh, You'll get I, no hard feelings here. I'm also yeah. a big Galaxy Quest fan, and I, I say love Galaxy Quest. Great, that one is great in that film. That one well. is up there. Yes. That one's up there, but I think he gets overshadowed by everything else that's I, great about that movie. I will agree with that. Definitely. He carries the Santa Claus like without question. Oh, for sure. Definitely. 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 Yeah. I love that. Mia. I, love I think that's a solid number two. Jay, bless All us right. with your number two, the gift of your number two. My number two, I, Q, I think you're really going to like this one, but this one was one that I couldn't. I still watch it every year. I've watched it every year since I was a kid, and it's Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, man. Nice. Nice, I just, nice, it's, nice. As, it's, a, it's a musical, which, Q, I know you love musicals. It's Muppet, I do. which I love, and, and I know you love Muppets. But, man, it's just that one. It's perfect. It's perfect. I love that movie. I love everything about it. I will watch it every year until the day, until the year I die. <laughs> and then I will watch it the year that I And then I'll watch it again. I'll watch it on I'll my deathbed. I'll watch it the year after I die. I will come back as a ghost like Casey Affleck in a ghost story. I will come back as a sheep and I will watch that at, movie. But instead of instead of standing st- stagnant in my own house as time passes around me and I understand the frailty of humanity and existence, I will stand with a sheet facing a wall, facing a television playing this movie yep that's it that's your eternity yep see see i was gonna say something along the lines of that i was like if heaven is what you get to pick for yourself this is what joey would pick for himself (laughs) in a room watching that movie (laughs) not even like a part of the movie just watching the movie like you're not even in the world you're just like i just want to sit and watch this movie forever it's like the end credits of the critic (laughs) i love that (laughs) Uh, man, solid, solid, solid choice. I love that. Uh, my number two is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. Uh, uh, it is, it shot way up on the list because I had to have a Rankin-Bass movie on there. I had to have this Rankin-Bass movie. It was hard. I was going back and forth between this and another movie, which I will not mention because it may (laughs) feature in a future list. Um, but uh this movie for me is like childhood aside from um you know the other movies that i've mentioned so far this movie was kind of the the spark of this love of christmas for me um it's a great movie it's a funny strange movie they introduce all it sorts really of new characters into the rudolph mythos you get yukon yeah. cornelius you get the bumble you get uh the Bumper! his di- his dentist friend um you get so many you get some misfit toys which i love um and they'll make like a really shitty sequel about later down the line mm-hmm. um oh, no. But the, the misfit toys are fun and they're very like Toy Story-esque in like their weirdness, like yeah. a bird that lives in a fishbowl and yeah. like uh, like all sorts of just like a, uh, just all sorts of weird backwards toys. Um, and then Aslan rules over them for some reason. I have no idea why a lion <laughs> is in the movie. It's just, it makes no, it makes no sense. I honestly, the only reason that, that one of those isn't on my list is it didn't come out in the years that I was alive and sure. that was outside my criteria, but man, you guys like having Rankin Bass on here, 
we can't not talk about Rankin Bass. That's what I'm saying. For a lot of people, a lot of people, that's their childhood. As a matter of fact, it was so like uh, synonymous with the feeling of Christmas that that's those costume designs are what uh, Mm -hmm. John Favreau modeled in Elf. Modeled his North Pole to look like. His North Pole looks like the Rankin Bass North Pole. Um, Yeah. And I love that. I think I think I it's agree. it's great. So yeah, so that's why it earned my number two. So this Oof. is it. This is the ultimate present that we're about to bestow on our listeners, and that is our number one choices for our top five Christmas movies from our childhood. And Mia, yeah, you get to you get to give the first gift of the season. My first gift is Home Alone. Oh, nice. that's that's my numero uno. Nice. Nice, and it nice, is, nice. Before we started uh, recording, I had asked you guys who had the best scream, Kevin or Marv, and we all sure. agreed that Marv, Marv has the best one. Like, it's I will, Marv Man. Yes. That screech. It is just, every time I watch it with my roommate, he rewinds that scene so he could watch it again to laugh. Every single that. time. I don't mind it. I freaking love it. It is the best scream in the entire movie. I do love when he's holding the crowbar and just the delivery of Joe Pesci on the, what are you you doing, Moff? What are you doing, doing, Moff? Daniel Stern is a gift. Like, Daniel Stern is such a great comedic gift. And he had such roles in, like, movies growing up that like he's the voice in the Sandlot. Um, yep. he he's, he's the also, voice on the Wonder Years. Uh, the Wonder Years. He's also the, uh, the dad in Little Monsters, uh, mm. which was one of my like favorite movies growing up. He was in he was in Bushwhacked that I watched way too. Oh many times. my god, he's in uh what God what was that movie? Was it Rookie of the Year? He played. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. The he played player, like <laughs> and he was always like chewing. Crazy. Yes. I had no idea he was in all of these movies. I only ever thought he was in Home Alone because I That's didn't see any most, of the other things. Most most people do. You want to know why he's in Home Alone? Because him and Joe Pesci worked on a yep. crime drama yep. years before and were really good friends. Dude, did you watch? Oh, wow. Did you learn that from the movies that made us? You bet your ass. I so recommend every single person go watch both series both the toys that made us which is a fantastic series on netflix and the movies that made and us. the movies that made us which is like a sister series what, both, what uh so the movies that made us the concept is each episode of the series they just deep dive into the behind the scenes of like like kind of quintessential movie zeitgeist movies okay, so they okay, they okay. did uh Ghostbusters, Dirty Dancing. Uh, or wait, Die did hard. they do Ghostbusters? Maybe I'm wrong. It was no, Die they did hard. Ghostbusters because they did Ghostbusters because they specifically couldn't use the term Ghostbusters. Oh, that's right. So they right. had to film like a third of the movie with like Ghost Mashers or whatever yes. the stupid one was. Yes, and they hated it. So they ended up just like buying the trademark over the other whatever. It's all of that type of stuff. Like it's. Did you know, Mia, that the entire McAllister house was built at scale in the gymnasium of an elementary school. What? Exactly. Yes. You would have you known would that, know had that. You watched, had you watched the movies that made us. Yeah. Okay. All right. Is it on Netflix? Yes. It is. Yeah. 
And uh, the, the scene of where they flooded the basement of the neighbor's house, uh-huh. that, whole, that whole set was built in the swimming pool of said elementary school. Of the elementary school. So they could flood it. Yeah. It's awesome. It's a really awesome episode. And I will also say once you finish, because I think there's only like four or five episodes okay. of the movies that made us. Once you finish that, go watch. There's three seasons of the toys that made us. And if you've yeah. ever wanted to know like how toys ended up being the way that they are, they, they have a whole episode that covers Power Ranger toys, Transformers. G.I. Joe is the most amazing one. Masters of the Universe, Barbie, Hello Kitty, like... All of mushrooms, and they just deep dive into like where these toys and characters came from, and they are so fucking fascinating. Like it really, really is. I'll tell you, the one about My Little Pony, the one about My Little Ponies, is way more contentious than you think it's going to be. Way more contentious. Who would have known that there was so much drama behind My Little Pony? Okay, okay, all right, all right. No one in Ponyville, I'll tell you, (laughs) nobody. Because you know what? Holy crap. Friendship isn't always magic, apparently. No, <laughs> no. Sometimes it's it's really it's litigation. Uh, it is. Uh, oh I bet, God! I bet A loved that episode. Yeah, she's she a, she's a big pony fan. Oh. Um. Yeah, we've talked. We've done episodes on this prior to you joining the show, Mia, Joey, and me, and A, and even my kids. And and have we've done episodes? I think we've done two My Little Pony episodes. We, well, did, we did one, one about the movie, movie that came out, and then we did one where we watched some select episodes of My to Little show, Pony to show Q what the show is like. Yeah, the Friendship is Magic show. Okay. Uh, and then, as a matter the of fact, uh, A and and Joey got me a cheese sandwich, Weird Al Yankovic. Uh, my little pony character a uh, little little vinyl yeah. vinyl character and it's featured prominently on my weird owl shelf down in my theater oh my a, gosh uh, yeah and <laughs> the fact that i have a weird owl shelf in my theater is pretty great it's even that amazing. is pretty cool um man that is that oh. is super good home alone jay okay what do you got to rise above home alone mm-hmm. for for me my number one is just it's the movie we watch every Christmas. It's sort of, it's the exact, almost the exact same age as I am. It's a Christmas story. Ralphie, oh, we mentioned sure. it earlier with Ralphie, sure. the leg lamp, the, 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 the BB gun, the Santa Claus at the mall, the, the, the pink bunny suit. That to me, that movie is Christmas to me. Like I, I it's Christmas season doesn't start until what, Oh yeah, I've got I've got oh a leg lamp. Oh my god! I have a leg lamp as well. It's about that same. I think I have that exact same one cue, and I pull it out every. Light. It is my desk yeah. lamp all year round. Oh my god! I, I love it. So for me, there was no question. Like this movie is childhood Christmas encapsulated. The narration, the writing of it is perfect. The acting of it is perfect. Every scene is memorable. I can quote almost the whole thing between, you know, getting your tongue stuck on the pole, the triple dog dare. Oh my God. Jumping straight to the, he breached etiquette and jumped straight to the triple dog dare. The, so good. I think one of my favorite, I think one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie is when he says the F word. And then he says, 
like, where did you hear that word? He's like, well, I'd heard that word from my father about 12 times a day for the last five years. But I said the first word that came to mind. And then the mom calls the, the other mom and she's beating the kid on the phone. She's like, you know where he heard that word? He's like, probably from his father. He's like, from your kid. Mom, what did I do? Mom, what did I do? Oh, it's just, oh. Everything what? about that movie just screams Christmas. So for me, there was never a question that it was number one. I, my favorite I, scene is the is the trying to put the arms down. I can't put my <laughs> arms down. Randy lay there like a slug. It was his only defense. Oh. Uh, I will say, so the guy, what is the guy's name? Who I think his name is Gene something. Uh, the guy who who wrote it or whatever. Yeah, and it's based off of his life. Yes, it is. All, it's um. Oh, I'll, I'll look it uh, up. Here. Gene, Gene Shepherd. Shepard. Yep. Yeah. So Gene Shepherd is uh, he he so perfectly captured what it feels like in a timeless way. Even though the movie's set yeah. in like the fifties, sixties, um, he captured a timeless feeling of what it feels like to be a child at Christmas. In and general. he narrates the movie too. And like I said, mm. it's just pitch perfect. He's awesome. It's so it's so good. And on top of that. Um, weird fact one of the guys one of his friends in school one of um, the main kids friends Ralphie's friends uh, ended up doing porn later in life <laughs> yes I uh, did Scott, hear that Scotty Schwartz or something like that is his yeah name, that's incredible yes um, I did hear about that and oh, Scott Farkas ended up being like a very recognizable actor hot. that hot yeah which is weird because as a kid, his whole point was like he was gross and weird looking. My God, he had yellow eyes. Yes, exactly. Uh, no, but he's I, like super thirsty now. Yeah, for sure. Check him out, who, everybody. Who, who is this? Who? Uh, I like go on IMDb and look uh -huh. up the actor who played Scott Farkas in, in, in Christmas Story. Slot Farkas? Scott. Scott. Oh, Scott. <laughs> Uh, th that dude's name. Oh, you know what? I'll just put in a Christmas story. Zach Ward is his name. Okay. Zach Ward. Okay. Uh, he was in Transformers is the big one that I know of. He was like an army guy in one of the Transformers movies. I Freddy think. versus Jason. Oh yeah. He's in. Freddy yeah. He was Jason in that. Well. Yeah. Oh, wow. You remember Scott Farkas from A Christmas Story, right? The bully with the yellow eyes? Yep. He wore like hair. a coonskin that's, hat. That's him now. Also, weird factoid about that movie. Did mm -hmm. you know originally the little toady bully? Uh -huh. That was the actor that was supposed to be Scott Farkas. Oh, I did but not then, know that. But then when he came in and they realized how short he was, they're like, you can't be the bully. You have to be the sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> So they gave the, the role. They like switched the the role of Scott Farkas to be the main bully, and then the other guy be the toady. I love that funny, funny stuff. All right, well that that brings me to my number one. Then I guess yeah. Uh, so my number one. I mean, we're just gonna throw it right out there. My number one is definitely a Muppet Christmas Carol. I I could again. Uh, all the sense. I saw that movie in the theater when it came out. Uh, and then I have watched it every year since. Uh, it is maybe one of the most 
No, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to say it. It is the best adaptation of a Christmas Carol. I'll agree. I'll which agree. is which is weird because it's with Muppets. So, like yeah. by all account, it should not be the best adaptation. But somehow it is. Michael Caine is a fucking awesome Ebenezer Scrooge. He, there have and there have been good. Don't get me wrong. There have been good Ebenezer Scrooges in the past. Definitely, Michael Caine. Is there's awesome. just something about the cragginess of his Britishness that is so perfect. And there's there's just a way in that movie that they weave the like funny irreverent dialogue from the Muppets in with actual like dialogue from a Christmas Carol. Like you know, one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite bits is when the guys come in asking Scrooge for charity, and um, he asks them are there no workhouses? And, and he says, well, yes, but they'll die. And he's like, well, good. Then they should do it quickly and reduce the surplus population is like one of my favorite, like bad guy roles. Like what, what a, what a douchebag statement. Like, yeah. just like yes. yeah, good. Then the poor should probably die because it'll help us all out in the long run. Um, that is really awesome. It has great like portrayals of the ghosts the ghost of Christmas present is one of my favorite. And he's just this like gigantic, like Santa, like, well, at figure. the beginning, that's what's so great about him is that he is gigantic and boisterous at the beginning of the Christmas day. And then at the end of Christmas, he's like old and gray and withered and not as yes. powerful anymore. Cause his, this at the end of Christmas, you don't have the Christmas spirit as much. Like exactly. it's great. It's the representation is wonderful. And then the the death and the fact that you have gonzo essentially as like charles dickens kind of telling this story with rizzo the rat through him like the entire him and thing. rizzo is probably my favorite edition of, it's it's of so good and there's one scene that i still like to this day will quote and it really has nothing to do with christmas but there's a point where the rats that all work for scrooge with kermit his bob cratchit they're asking for a piece of coal yep. for the fire. And he was like, he's Scrooge is basically saying no. And like tells them they're all going to get fired. And all of a sudden the camera spins around. You see all the rats and they're wearing like hula outfits. And they're like, it's an <laughs> island way. in the sun. Hooey, hooey. Like, and they're just dancing <laughs> around is one of my favorite. And I, I'll still do that anytime I'm like, it's hot in the house. And then I'll say something like, it's an island in the sun. Hooey, hooey. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it, it's something to the effect of it's like, well, how can you expect the workers to work if their hands are so cold? It's like, well, how can you expect the workers to work if they're on the employment line? That's and it. And then it cuts over their life. And they're like, heat wave. It's island in the sun. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking good. That and maybe, uh, I mean, I sing all the songs Marley and Marley is such a fucking awesome song uh, with the Statler and Waldorf. Yep. Then you've got one more sleep till Christmas is like maybe one of my favorite, like heartfelt songs about being excited for Christmas day. It's up there with where are you Christmas? It, as it's like, just awesome. It's like tear jerky and it's so good. Um, oh, tear jerky. You got to talk about the song with Scrooge as a young man. There's tear jerky. Oh my God. Right well, there. okay. So interesting. The song that's so sad that it gets edited out nowadays because it's I was about sad. to say that it was cut from the theatrical run and it was added back in on the television run. And then certain 
like home media releases have it and some certain media releases don't have it but yeah there's a song that was cut originally but it's a super sad song uh the whole wow. just the whole it's about, concept it's, it's when his you know his girlfriend leaves him because he chooses money over i was about her. to say because he's, he's an, an asshole yeah and she sings a song about it and it's great but i don't it it's not great. like on um disney plus or whatever no it's edited out yeah it's on like the multi on the universal yep. release platforms it's taken out and the only reason is because it makes kids too emotional too sad it's too deemed yeah. too sad but that movie is maybe brian henson who directed it is maybe his best like directorial muppet movie i also really enjoy muppet treasure island uh i don't know the one that he just did with melissa mccarthy is pretty good uh no and for anybody who wants to hear our thoughts on that they can go listen to our uh, review of the happy time murders which happened i don't know we couple, did not care a couple for. years back it was really bad and but we saw it uh with uh, uh, Michael Shupak was one of our guests, and he is a professional uh, Henson, puppeteer. former Henson puppeteer. Um, he went and saw the movie yep. with us, and we all agreed unanimously that it was not a, a good film. Um, no. But yeah, so that's my number one. So I think we have officially, right. you know, we've, we've unveiled our lists. We all had amazing ones, and now it is time to bless our listeners with a combined high five ultimate list oh boy well mia i know you always are keeping tabs but i i was kind of following in your footsteps this time and i noticed there are exactly five movies that were shared by more than one person perfect that is and, perfect. Unfor and unfortunately for me although i would fight to the ends of the earth to have a christmas story in the top five that one wasn't one of them so here are the five that shared at least two votes okay muppet christmas carol between Q and I. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, between you two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Home Alone, between Mia and myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The Santa Claus, between you two. And then Ernest Saves Christmas, between me and Q. Oh, man, that's good. All right, so now we got to figure out where they fall on the list. Yes. Um, I, I, I'm going to push for Muppets to be at the top. Yeah, I will, I will also push for Muppets to be at the top. Uh, I would push – I'll push for Santa Claus to be close behind that. What about Rudolph since it's like classic? Yeah. Oh, classic. definitely. So, so should Rudolph be number two or Santa Claus? Like which one is more uh, – I'd say childhood. Rudolph probably. Okay. Then Santa Claus. I'm fine with Ernest Saves Christmas being five. Okay, okay. so Home Alone so, is four? Yeah, Okay. So, Mia, read us back what, what those five are. Uh, the Christmas top five Christmas movies from our childhood are at number five, Ernest Saves Christmas. At number four is Home Alone. Mm -hmm. At number three, it's The Santa Claus. At number two, it's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And mm -hmm. our resounding number one is... Uh, a Muppet's Christmas Muppet's Christmas Muppet Christmas Carol Muppet's Christmas Carol thank you I I feel that's I feel very very jolly about that I I feel holly jolly if you will I, I, I will love I it will. excellent yeah. well everybody go check Ooh. these out this is the first of our trifecta of episodes ghosts of Christmas past go watch these movies relive our childhoods with us 
as always, reach out on social media. Tell us what movies were left off of our list that you watched as a kid growing up. You can Should we have talked more about Jingle All the Way? If you're a patron, uh, you can find us on Patreon if you are not. But if you are a patron, then you have access to an amazing group chat option on Facebook. You can tell us directly instead of having to tweet at us or Instagram DM us. Um, so if you're not a member, go join it for the holidays. There's, it's, it's a great gift. Sign someone else up. Steal your mom's credit card. <laughs> whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't Don't matter forget. to us. Yeah. Don't forget, it, blueberry pie is on the table. You can have blueberry pie with me. Yes, you can it's have it. on the it. table. Yeah, I wish I – can I have it if I sign up? Can I yes. have blueberry pie with you, Mia? Absolutely. Perfect. Sold. Uh, <laughs> done and done. I, uh, but, yeah, you can reach us on uh, Twitter at hi, the number five, the podcast. You can find us on Instagram at high five, the podcast. You can find us on Facebook at High Five the Podcast. Remember that when you're spelling out High Five the Podcast, it's always all letteros, no numeros. Uh, you can always find us on project-nerd.com. Yep. Uh, they have an amazing lineup of additional shows. Go check it out. Give them their, your support. Uh, follow them on Instagram as well at, at Project Nerd. Uh, is it at Project.nerd? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's no, at Project Nerd. Just at Project Nerd. Yeah, it's okay, at yeah. Project Nerd. I'll uh, double check right now. So go check out Project Nerd. Give them all your love and support. Uh, you can find us on Letterbox. Are we still doing a Letterbox? Yes. Yes. Um, my personal one is active, and then I keep our company one, or our our uh, our show one updated. Yes. Follow us somewhat. on Letterbox if you haven't already watched. We had a amazing high five special episode that is on the Project Hyphen Nerd YouTube channel. You can check it out and watch us talk with John Gray, creator of Ghost Whisperer. So much fun. All about haunted hauntings for Halloweener. Mm -hmm. uh, and in the meantime, prepare yourselves for the next ghost's visit. Yes. The ghost okay, of Christmas also presents yes presents. bringing presents. presents we're talking 2020 we're talking christmas disasters <laughs> also it's project.nerd on on instagram it is i was right it okay, is project perfect. at project.nerd go sign up nerds we have reached the end of another high five the podcast episode it's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching if the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at my5 at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E-T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast on twitter at high the number five the podcast instagram at high five the podcast or on letterboxd by searching high five colon the podcast don't forget to subscribe on itunes stitcher google play or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love What's the worst that could happen? Misspeaking the words from the Book of the Dead? Maybe.
See you next week. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.
And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.